Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Pastor Charles Russell. You're now tuned in to Cries in the Wild podcast, The Church with Legs. Um, Quick thought today, something that was on my mind. Um, I saw a, uh, well, I talked about it yesterday, briefly. There's been a lot of uh, <laughs> melee and what we call Christian hip-hop between, you know, a few different artists. And when I say it, I say this respectfully, three artists that I know of that are really engaging in direct dialogue, if you want to call it that. Um, I think dialogue to me and the way I was raised was when you sit down with somebody one-on-one and you have a conversation that is edifying to come to some form of an agreement or understanding, not necessarily running to um, a beat and a studio and addressing it on wax. Now, that was a way of doing it, I believe, in hip-hop. But uh, Christian hip-hop, which I still am leery of the title, uh, I do believe there's a different way we're supposed to handle it if we proclaim to be Christians. That there's a way to correct someone privately. That you can address them in a private conversation before taking your concerns public. This is what is currently happening right now in Christian hip-hop. Um, before, it used to be very subliminal and vague, and now it's becoming direct where rappers are actually calling other rappers' names out. Now, to me, I think one of the great issues about some of the conflict we see in Christian hip-hop is that people have, whether they've done it subconsciously or consciously, erected and elevated uh, what we call Christian hip-hop to a godlike level. And what I mean by that is Christian hip-hop in many many shapes and form has become um, God to some people to the point where they hold and esteem these artists up to such a high level that when there's uh, any confusion or any weaknesses exposed in these Christian artists that automatically it's just like everybody's up in arms. This is what I want to say. And this is from experience of being a Christian rapper coming from a secular rap background. When I first started doing Christian hip-hop, Christian rapper, whatever you want to call it, um, I wasn't groomed. I mean, I actually switched to doing faith-based rap before I actually was converted. And when I say converted, I don't mean joining the church, but I mean filled with the Holy Spirit with evidence. Literally, God living in my life. Before I got saved, two years before, I think, I was rapping about God, so to speak. And I listened to some of that old music, and I, I can empathize with you know what I was saying or what I was trying to convey, but I lacked wisdom and understanding. Um, I could only speak so much on a topic that I wasn't living fully. So I know that that is a truth for many Christian artists, that a lot of them aren't connected with a local church. A lot of them don't have someone that they're under for mentoring. A lot of them have not submitted to a pastor or an elder. A lot of them are not connected with a fruitful church. A lot of them aren't even as seasoned as they should be in their doctrine. And that's why you hear the music you hear. I'm not saying that about every Christian artist. I'm sure there's some Christian artists out there that's sharp on their doctrine. And I actually involved in ministry outside of the booth. But this is my thing. A lot of them aren't. Therefore, you can only expect their art form to portray their lifestyle. Now, I think what needs to happen is there needs to be more pastors and elders in the church, you know, in a, in a lovely, in a loving way, reaching out to some of these artists or ministers, what you want to call them, that are less groomed and more and less mature in the word and extending a hand to expound more thoroughly 
the gospel of Jesus Christ and the doctrine to equip them with more as they go out and evangelize the music. I think that's one of the great issues. Christian hip hop is not like an idol. I heard the voice there said, I'm gonna give credit where credit is due. And I, I kind of agree Christian hip hop has become borderline an idol. It's like, yeah, it's on the line on the cusp, if not already is. Uh, but I think we need to have more dialogue about people's intentions. Like, like what's your intent? Are you ministering when the microphone is off? Are you um, discipling people? Are you invested in your doctrine? Are you really living in totality for Christ? Or are you still on the fence? Are you really saved? And I mean filled with the Holy Spirit with fruits in your life that bear witness to your salvation? Or are you just rapping God-themed music? I think that's the biggest difference. So I'm going to talk a little more on this. And if you have any feedback, chime in. Like, there's no right or wrong answer. If you have an opinion, share it. God bless you. We'll be right back shortly. Praise the Lord, and we're back. This is Pastor Charles Russell of the Church with Legs podcast. Um, as you see, the title is, is Christian Hip Hop God? I know the answer to that question is really rhetorical, but it's to project thought on this particular subject. Have people elevated Christian Hip Hop to God? All right, uh, Moses was not allowed to go into promised land because he struck the rock at Horeb twice on the second time rather than speaking to the rock. The first time God commanded him to take the staff and smite the rock and water would proceed forth to give drink to Israel who was murmuring against God in the wilderness because they were thirsty. The second time he told him not to strike it, but to speak to it. Now we know that the staff had been used in many miracles. He turned it into a snake. He uh, split the Red Sea. Many other miracles were done with the staff. Um, a lot of people would ask why because of that small bit of disobedience and that one error did God not allow Moses to literally physically go into the promised land, but only see it from afar off and allow Joshua to continue where he left off. Well, this is something that God has given to me as a uh, revelation. And I want you to dig and do your own research and praying to seek godly counsel on this. But the staff had been elevated beyond what it was supposed to be. The staff was an instrument for God. It was no power in the staff, but power in the faith in God. God used the staff to empower Moses' faith, but the staff never had power. It was God operating within that for it to have power, not the staff. What happened is, is because it worked the first time when he struck it, and it worked for all these other miracles, he put faith in that staff. And the second time when God told him to speak to the rock, not smite it, but speak to the rock, the people pressed him so greatly that he became so irritated that he put more um, effectiveness, or better yet, more reliability into the staff rather than God's command. He didn't need that staff anymore. God told him to speak, but he didn't. He did what worked the last time. And he made the staff successfully into an idol. This is the same thing that a lot of people have done with Christian hip hop, which is supposed to be an instrument, in my view, an instrument, if you use it for ministry, to propel the word of God, to encourage, uplift, edify, and even teach in some methods. But if you put so much importance and significance into the vessel that you forget about the contents within the vessel, you've successfully elevated the instrument into a god or an idol. You put more faith in the container than the contents of the container. If I held up a, a gallon of water and I said, if I take this water out and I pour it into another vessel, does it change the substance of the actual content? Just from a, a container 
into maybe a uh, a flask or maybe a bigger cup, does it really change the contents? No, it just changes the vessel that it's in. So if I said what's more important, the contents, which is the water, or the container, the container without the water has no substance. The container without the water holds no purpose. It is the water that gives the container purpose. So therefore, logically, the water is way more important than the container that it's placed in. Okay, if you're using the word of God, or better yet, music, to propel and preach the gospel, the gospel in the word, or should I say in your music, has more significance and importance than the, mu than the actual music. Now, I'm not saying that means your music has to suck and has to be sonically horrible or you can't use lyricism. No, there's no problem with that. But when does that become more important than the word? That's my personal view on it. As a pastor and a Christian rapper who came from the hip-hop background, came from battling, came from diss tracks, came from pride, came from performing only for my own self-gain, and then being converted, transformed through the Holy Spirit to coming on a side where now I am putting myself aside and putting God first in all things. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. In all thy ways acknowledge God, and he shall direct thy paths. That's my mission statement. So for me personally, Pastor Charles Russell, I believe that the contents outweigh the container. Now, has Christian hip hop become God? When we look at the artist and we see them make a mistake, do we allow that to put us in such a condition of disarray that we forget that it's more important about the gospel? That is my standpoint on it. Don't make Christian hip hop into Moses' staff. Don't do what Moses did, which places more significance and faith in the instrument than what's coming through the instrument or what's operating the instrument or who's operating through the instrument, if that makes sense. I want to hear y'all feedback. Please chime in, call in. Let me know what you think about this topic. Praise the Lord. We'll be Praise the Lord, everybody. It's Pastor Charles Russell. I want to wrap up this conversation here. One thing I had, I had a conversation with a friend uh, a long time ago when we were doing Christian hip-hop together. And um, um, my um, main intent for Christian rap was to edify, encourage, uplift, and preach the gospel. I wanted nothing more from it. That was just a mere vessel or instrument for me to send forth the word of God through. And uh, he had different beliefs. And I told him about Moses and Moses' staff. And one thing I noticed was that Moses's staff had successfully become an idol and um, it's because Moses put more trust in the staff and its efficacy to God when he uh, struck the rock the second time rather than speaking to it and that's why he wasn't able to go into the promised land I mean let's look at it he'd done so many many miracles uh, with this staff that I'm pretty sure he thought the staff had the power but it was merely an instrument the same way that um, when we look at a container of water the water is more important than a container it's not to say that you know you can't be a talented Christian hip-hop rapper and you know you can't have skill sets and um, the way you line your bars up and you know the beat and all of that but I feel like at the end of the day what has priority I'm a Matthew 6 33 person I truly believe that um, in God is all things that you need Matthew 6 uh, the context of the things that he said that he'd be adding is a uh, shelter uh, food uh, you know life looking after your basic necessities these are things that God knows you have need of and when you seek him first and those things come automatically I look at it like if you needed three different items let's say uh, oil for your car 
clothing and uh, groceries. You have two choices. You can go to three different places. You can go to AutoZone, you can go to a uh, Publix, and you can go to the mall, or you can go to Walmart and get all three of those things. Uh, don't want to compare God to Walmart, but just for a simple analogy, I believe that in God is all things that you truly need. And that if you seek God first, everything you do will flourish as God sees fit. But the moment that you go outside of God and based off your own resources and try to attain these things, then you miss out on the most important thing, which is God, the kingdom. I feel like Mo, uh, Abraham did that when famine came through Canaan and he ran off to Egypt because in his mind that was a good idea. But as we see, it wasn't. That was not where God had wanted him to go. He wanted him to stay in Canaan and persevere through the famine. God will keep you in the famine. And I mean keeping you, he'll allow you to survive through it. But... uh Abraham moved uh, spontaneously and impulsively to run to Egypt and that didn't turn out too well for him and he had to come right back to Canaan. I just believe that my steps are ordered by God. I feel like Christian hip hop to me is not something I'm going to argue over or gripe over. It's not God. It's not the church or the body of Christ. The body of Christ is the body of Christ. That's it. There's no Christian hip hop factor or component in the body of Christ. I believe that there are people in the body of Christ who use Christian hip hop as a viable form of ministry. And I agree, but I pledge no allegiance to Christian hip hop or hip hop or music, period. I really am um, leery of a lot of those titles anyways, because I know what hip hop represents. When you attach Christian to it, it's kind of, I don't know. I just feel like at the end of the day, I use rap or spoken word over beats, whatever you want to call it, to administer or minister the gospel. And I keep it simple as that. So these are just my thoughts. It's not to say that, you know, I'm explicitly right or wrong. It's just to kind of create some dialogue rather than getting on a track and rapping about it, having some face-to-face one-on-one dialogue and, you know, putting this out to the body of Christ to see what y'all think. So feel free to call in and, you know, share your thoughts. I love you all. God bless you. Peace.